You are listening to episode number 15 of the You Are Nourished podcast. If, like me, you have struggled with symptoms of PMS over the years, and one of those is extreme sugar cravings, then you're going to love this episode where I share some simple tips to help you navigate the time of the month with your relationship still intact. And side note, these tips may also help you if you're perimeno or menopausal. Grab a hot water bottle and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. welcome back to the podcast. It's Lauren here. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the You Are Nourished podcast. I just wanted to take a little moment to thank you all for following the podcast and rating and reviewing it. It really does mean an awful lot to me to read your kind words and hear that it's helping you with your relationship with food and with simple tips to help you live a more nourished life. So I'm really pleased that um, that I started the podcast because it's been so well received and I'm really, really grateful to every single one of you um, who listens each week. And if you haven't left a review yet, then um, why don't you hop on over to Apple Podcasts um, where you can leave a review. If you are listening on a different platform, I'm not sure you're able to do that, but I think you're able to leave a rating. I'm not sure. Either way, I'm super grateful for you all. And if you do know somebody who you think would benefit from uh, these tips and would enjoy the podcast, then do feel free to share it with them. Anyway, on to today's episode. We are talking hormones. Mm-hmm. We are talking about PMS and something that I get asked about a lot, particularly in my membership, and that is around sugar cravings during the time of the month. And I get it. <laughs> I have struggled with PMS. It's definitely much more under control now that I'm in my <laughs> mid to late 40s, but um, I'm certainly struggling with different types of symptoms as I reach these years. But certainly in my teenage years and my 20s and my lovely mum will attest to the fact that there were lots of slammed doors <laughs> <laughs> for many years during particular times of the month and in fact my husband would probably attest to that fact as well and I used to have to say to him put it in your calendar <laughs> when he'd say why are you being such a bitch like well I can't help it it's my hormones anyway aside from that listen as women we are hormonal cyclical creatures and each month we get this thing and it can plague us in all sorts of different ways and one of those ways is with sugar cravings and the reason why I get asked about this a lot is because women seem to think that it's their fault why am I hungrier around my period why do I have more cravings around my period and because diet culture has told you not to listen to your body 
and diet culture has told you that you're bad for wanting to eat sweet things and that you're craving more carbohydrates, you try to resist this and you blame yourself. And, you know, it sort of ends up in this cycle of guilt and shame because you've got cravings around your period. It's crazy. So what I want to do today is share a little bit of, not too much science, but just a little bit of background in terms of what's happening with your hormones so that you can understand that it's not your fault that you're craving more sugar around your period and more carbohydrates. It's completely normal. Um, and give you some simple dietary and lifestyle tips that you can take away, that you can start um, right away. What's important to note is that hormonal changes don't just happen in the week leading up to our period. You can't just do something once a few days before your period and expect it to, you know, to change things forever. It can take several months for dietary and lifestyle changes to take effect. And when I used to work with women in my nutrition practice one-to-one, we worked a lot around women's health. I'd often say we need a good three or four months um, of applying these changes in order to see those differences in the cycles of of your period. Um, So it does take a few months for these these changes to occur. So be patient and be consistent. I know it's boring, but those are the things that are really going to help to make the difference, the patience and the consistency rather than trying once. And also the other thing I used to get asked a lot was, what can I take? This is when I started studying um, as a nutritional therapist, I must have got asked (laughs) at least on the daily, Lauren, what can I take for this? What can I take for that? And we are such a quick fix society now. We want to take a pill for everything. We want a quick fix. We want a fast solution. We don't have the patience to wait for things to get better. And in my early days as a nutritional therapist, I'd be like, oh, take this, take that, take this, take that. But actually, it is in that patience and in that consistency and in looking after your well-being over a long period of time that is going to make the most difference rather than one pill that will maybe do something, but without other changes won't really do anything and it will just be wasted money and expensive urine. So what is happening to our bodies in the lead up to our period? Well, as you probably know, women have hormones, the main hormones that, well, we have lots and lots of different hormones, but our reproductive hormones, progesterone and estrogen, change throughout the month. And this affects the lining of our uterus. It affects um, our fertility. It affects our mood. It affects our sugar balance within the body. And so these hormones are fluctuating throughout the month to enable enable us to either have a baby or not have a baby. That's basically the whole point of our hormones. So in the the week um, leading up to our period, our estrogen levels increase and our progesterone levels drop. And it's this rise in estrogen that causes a drop in your blood sugar. And our bodies, and I've talked about this before, our bodies are always trying to um, keep us in balance. And the main thing our body is always trying to do is keep our blood sugar in balance. That's like its major survival mechanism is keeping our blood sugar in balance. So when it's out of balance, when our blood sugar levels drop as a a, a result of this rising estrogen, it sends a signal to our brain to replenish sugar. It goes, hey, we haven't got enough sugar in our bloodstream. We haven't got enough energy. So, hey, can you can you get some more? And that's where the sugar cravings come from. Quite simple. It's just a hormonal change within the body. And the body is responding to this by giving you a clue and giving you a signal to do something about it. But your conscious mind, your monkey brain is going, no, no, 
must resist, mustn't give in to these cravings when actually your body is telling you it wants more sugar, it wants more carbohydrate. And actually, if you just listened to it and gave it what it wanted, then things would settle down a little bit. But as we try and do this less and less, the more these problems are going to occur. Or what happens is we ignore the signals and then we get to the point where the cravings are so loud that we end up on a binge and then our blood sugar ends up too high and it's all out of whack again. See what I'm getting at here? balance. We want to achieve balance and this needs to be done over a, you know, a long period of time. So we've got these hormonal changes happening. The other thing that's happening um, is our serotonin levels um, change throughout the month as well, particularly women who have PMS may have lower levels of serotonin. And actually, when we have low levels of serotonin, the body craves carbohydrate. So that's another reason why you may be craving stodgy, carby foods in that week leading up to your periods. There's a few things going on there. So what do we do about this? So as I've said, you know, you can start today with these tips. There's no point waiting until, um, you know, the lead up to your period to start these things. You can start these things today. And the other thing I want to mention is that if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't get my periods anymore. I'm out the other side and I'm, I'm postmenopausal and hooray, <laughs> you, know, you might be wave goodbye to your periods with glee, or perhaps you are coming up to perimenopause. Maybe you're in the thick of perimenopause or menopause. These nutritional and lifestyle tips that I'm going to share with you will help you as well because you know moods and cravings can be rife and inconsistent during that massive hormonal change as well so make sure that you you stay listening because these tips that I'm going to share will help you too so the number one thing that we need to do in order to stabilize this hormonal storm in the lead up to our period is to stabilize our blood sugar sugar levels. As I've said, you know, the body is always trying to maintain a stable blood sugar because actually too much sugar in the bloodstream can be dangerous and can lead to all sorts of things that we don't want, like insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. So the body is always trying to maintain a balance of blood sugar. And if you are eating a lot of sugary foods, a lot of refined processed carbohydrates, then your blood sugar is going to be all over the place. And because the body prioritizes blood blood sugar balance over other hormonal activities, it's going to be really difficult for you to get your reproductive hormones in balance if you're not working on balancing your blood sugar. So that's the first thing that we want to be doing. How do we do that? I mean, I must have talked about this a million times before, but perhaps you're new to the podcast, perhaps you're new to me completely and you've never heard me talk about this before, in which case, welcome. Perhaps you've heard me talk about it a thousand times. Well, welcome to a thousand and one times of me talking about balancing your blood sugar. It really is so key. And it's the first thing that I teach people in all of my challenges and in my membership. And when I had clients one-to-one, -one, it's the first thing that I got people to do because when those things are in balance, there is space physically and mentally for you to focus on other things. So we really want to make sure that we are stabilizing our blood sugar. So you want to be looking out for foods that are significantly high in sugar. And I know, you know, I also am very passionate about intuitive eating and the anti-diet movement, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be eating muffins all day long. This is about self-care and listening to our bodies and understanding the foods that make us feel good and making sure we have a healthy relationship with all kinds of foods. But where if you're eating a lot of refined carbohydrates and a lot of sugar, 
then this is going to leave things out of whack for you. There's definitely a place for them, just not all day, every day. So have a look at your diet and have a look at the kinds of foods that you're eating a lot of and try and make some simple swaps. So it might just be a question of, you know, swapping out some of your carbohydrates. Are you eating a lot of white pasta? Are you eating a lot of white rice, white noodles, white bread? These are simple places that you can start and swap those for the whole grain versions, brown rice, brown basmati rice, start to include some oats, which are really good for blood sugar balance. Quinoa is a really nice alternative if um, you're having a lot of, say, couscous or having a lot of rice. Cauliflower rice is a great way to get more vegetables into your diet, and cauliflower is actually a great vegetable for hormonal balance, as are all the brassica vegetables, so Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cabbage, those kinds of foods, and I'll come on to those in a bit more detail in a minute, but these are excellent foods because they contain a particular compound that helps the liver to metabolise excess oestrogen. So really, really good foods to include. Um, so we want to be looking at complex carbohydrates, carbohydrates that do not release their glucose into our bloodstream super quickly, that have a lower GI and that allow us to maintain more balance. And I talked about this, I've talked about this in other episodes, but if you want to go back to my Are You Afraid of Carbohydrates episode, I talk about that carbohydrates in that episode a bit in a bit more detail. So complex carbohydrates, complex carbs are also a really good source of B vitamins and magnesium, which I'll be coming on to in one of my later tips. So really, really looking to, you know, stabilize that blood sugar with whole meal and complex carbs and fruits and vegetables, of course, because these contain fiber and that fiber is what helps to balance out the release of that fructose from your fruits and your vegetables. We also want to be including protein with meals and snacks because that is also going to help to slow the release of glucose from carbohydrates into the bloodstream. Again, I've talked about this a million times, but I'm happy to continue to peddle this message about eating protein <laughs> with all your meals and snacks because it really does help to fill you up and avoid that crashing roller coaster of blood sugar uh, all day long and those cravings and those dips and that lethargy mid-afternoon. We really want to make sure we are having enough protein and that includes animal sources of protein, so meat, chicken, fish, eggs, you know, dairy, yogurt, etc. and plant-based sources of protein as well. So beans, legumes, um, chickpeas, flax seeds, those kinds of things, really, really excellent um, sources of protein and excellent for hormonal balance as well. So ensure that you are eating those with all your meals and snacks. You don't have to have animal protein with all of your meals and snacks. A simple snack of carrots with hummus, oat cakes with hummus, something along those lines is going to be great. Or a handful of, of, of almonds with some blueberries. Super simple, doesn't need to be complicated. And these are really going to help you to have something that fills you up and balances out those blood sugar levels. Next tip, healthy fats, omega-3, omega-6, we want these essential fatty acids that the body cannot manufacture and we need to get them from food. We are particularly deficient as a population in omega-3 because we have a lot of omega-6 
from processed vegetable oils in our diet. So we don't necessarily need to be taking a lot more in the way of omega-6, but omega-3, um, which is found in oily fish and flax seeds and chia seeds, um, we really want to make sure that we are taking, but also your healthy fats from olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, walnuts, other nuts and seeds. You want to be including these. Don't be frightened of them. Many of you may have been told they've got too many points, they've got too many sins, don't eat them, avoid them at all costs. We need these fats, um, otherwise we are going to become deficient in them, it can affect our cognitive function and our hormonal balance. We actually need these healthy fats in order to synthesize hormones, so we need the omega-3s and the omega-6s and the other omegas in order to create the hormones and also for our cells and our hormones to be able to communicate well with one another. We need them for our overall health and well-being and for our bodies to do what they need to do in order to thrive and function well. So make sure that you're having these foods regularly, daily, ideally in all of your meals, as that's going to be really important for, um, you know, for helping that balance. You might want to take something like a fish oil supplement. There's loads of brands out there. I would recommend you go to an independent health food shop to get some advice. I've got lots of favourite brands. I'm not going to list them all out here. Um, if you want to drop me a DM, I'm happy to share a few of my favourite brands of fish oils. Um, or you might want to consider something like a starflower oil or evening primrose oil. Again, that's more of an omega-6, but very, very good for hormonal balance. And finally, I want to talk to you about some nutrients that we want to make sure that we are including. And that is a complex called B complex. So I'm sure you've heard of B vitamins, B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B12, folic acid. These are our B vitamins. These are really, really essential for hormonal balance. Um, so you could consider something like a B complex supplement, or you could ensure that you are getting enough B vitamins from foods. And B vitamins are predominantly found in a lot of um, animal products. So it can be tricky. You can become deficient in some B vitamins if you are vegan or vegetarian. So you might want to think about a supplement, particularly B12. Um, it's difficult to get if you're vegan. Um, but dark green leafy vegetables are a great source of some of the B vitamins. Um, eggs are a great source of them as well. And other sources of animal protein like salmon and beef and other fish. And magnesium is my final tip. This is my favourite mineral. And as women, we are chronically deficient in magnesium because we are all so bloody stressed and we use a lot of magnesium. So magnesium as a mineral is used by 500 different enzymes in the body. It is, um, you know, like I said, we are chronically deficient because we use a lot of magnesium um, for our adrenals and because we're so busy and stressed all the time, it gets used up. So I, you know, I don't, like to recommend supplements in a sort of group setting. So if you are going to take a supplement, magnesium is the one that I tend to recommend that we take particularly as women, but there's lots and lots of different ways to get magnesium and that's why I love it. So you don't have to ingest it. You can get it from Epsom salts. So I've talked about these before a lot. Which you can put in your bath, which are magnesium sulfate salts, which get absorbed um, through the skin. You can also buy magnesium body butters and magnesium oils that you can put on your body. And again, they get absorbed 
absorbed dermally. You can buy magnesium sprays, so they go straight um, you know, into your mouth, or a powdered magnesium. Again, that's going to be better absorbed in the gut than perhaps a capsule or a tablet. So lots of different ways for you to get uh, magnesium into the body that don't necessarily include having to take a supplement, but also ensuring that you are eating foods that are high in magnesium. And these include dark green leafy vegetables. So I talked before about um, your brassica vegetables, um, but dark green leafy vegetables like kale, spinach, rocket, watercress, these are amazing sources of magnesium and really, really good for the liver as well. Whole grains, so we're going to be switching to whole grains, aren't we? When whole grains have their husks removed and they become simple carbohydrates, they remove the minerals and the vitamins in that, that husk. We want to ensure that we are getting the vitamins and minerals from food. So switching to whole grain is a really good way of doing that. Avocados, bananas, and my favorite, dark chocolate. Yes, this is one of the reasons why we crave chocolate around our period because we are deficient in magnesium problem is is that we're often reaching for you know dairy milk and fruit and nut and this isn't really hasn't really got much in the way of uh, therapeutic chocolate or cacao in it so I would be looking to include you know at least a 70% dark chocolate in your diet and also thinking about adding like a raw cacao powder to smoothies and in your baking because this is a really good way of getting high levels of magnesium into your body as well. So let's round up some of the tips I've shared with you to help reduce your sugar cravings around your period include stabilizing your blood sugar by switching to complex carbohydrates, ensuring that you are getting protein with each meal and snack, making sure that you are including sources of healthy fats in your diet. And if you're not, perhaps you might want to include a supplement. And finally, be complex and magnesium, really, really important vitamins and minerals for energy and hormonal balance. And one final thought is stress. As I've said, we use an awful lot of magnesium when we are stressed and managing our stress levels and trying to reduce that cortisol because our endocrine system, which comprises all of our hormones, so that's, you know, our insulin, our thyroid hormones, our reproductive hormones, our adrenal hormones, that's our stress hormones, cortisol, they're all linked. And when one's out of whack, the other's out of whack. It's like a big game of dominoes, basically. And so we want to try and maintain balance in all of these areas to have a balanced endocrine system. So stress is another really, really huge one that you want to be taking care of. And there are lots more tips that I can share with you, but actually stabilizing your blood sugar is a really good way to start. So start there in terms of managing your adrenals and your reproductive hormones and your blood sugar, and you'll be on your way to feeling a lot more balanced all round. If you are looking for more support to reduce your cravings throughout the month, not just in the lead up to your period, then my Food Freedom Bootcamp is returning. You might know that I had to cancel this because I had COVID, but it is coming back and we are doing it on the week of the 9th of May. I'm so, so excited. The focus is going to be on helping you to conquer your cravings and feel more in control around food so you can start your journey towards food freedom. It's going to be amazing. Head to youarenourished.com forward slash bootcamp to register if you haven't done so already. The link will be in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next week. 
you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.